0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world.
1: Welcome to the End of the World as We Know It broadcast. If you have the courage to face bad news head on, you're on the right station. Let's get started. First this, world on brink of five, quote, disastrous climate tipping points study finds. That's from the UK Guardian and many other sources. Sounds bad, but it's actually far worse. There may be up to 50 feedback loops already triggered, not five. What part are geoengineering operations playing in this doomsday scenario? Stay tuned. Yes, the corporate media sock puppets tell us it's all just climate alarmism. Question, how completely off the mark is such denial so far? And there is this, any source that has anything to say about the climate or the weather from any perspective, which doesn't include the climate engineering factor, first and foremost, is lying to you. Keep that in mind. Next headline, many sources. The super rich, quote, preppers are planning to save themselves from the coming apocalypse. From that report, Tech billionaires are buying up luxurious bunkers and hiring military security to survive a social collapse scenario that they helped create. But like everything they do, it has unintended consequences. That statement's the tip of the proverbial iceberg. And on that note, again from many sources, this. Doomsday Glacier, which could raise sea level by several feet, is holding on, quote, by its fingernails, scientists say. This is an advancing issue, and it's getting worse by the day. And here's the translation to the statement holding on by its fingernails. It's going to collapse soon. There is no could, may, might in this equation. Is is the correct word. It is going to collapse. This next recent headline is from DWTV in Germany Geoengineering, semicolon, desperate times call for desperate measures. From that report, scientists' attitudes toward geoengineering or mitigating the effects of climate change with the help of technology are changing. Comment about that report. Question, after over 75 years of global climate intervention operations, how's that going so far? Any that believe the motives behind such programs are benevolent need to rethink their reality. If you think the controllers are here to preserve your health, welfare, and your posterity, think again. Countless forms of technology aren't saving us. They're hurling us ever faster toward near-term annihilation. Next, from the Washington Post. No September on record in the West has seen a heat wave like this. From the report, nearly a 1,000 heat records have been set over the past week from California to North Dakota, many by large margins. And even though that sounds like a lot, a 1,000, when it comes to high-temperature records, Official sources only record a small fraction of the amount that they would record. If it was an engineered surface cool-down event over the same geographic region, they might record 5,000 records or 10,000. That makes it look like it's colder than it actually is. That's part of the deception of climate engineering operations and official record-keeping entities which are doing everything they can to mask the true severity of planetary meltdown from the public until the last possible moment. Next from Variety.com, this... Exposing a nearly invisible conspiracy to control the world's food and water. From that report, from the Center for Investigative Reporting, certain parties are gobbling up the world's food and water resources while the rest of us are distracted by other things. Like mar lago or political circus in so many arenas from both political parties, all two sides of the same coin. When will the public figure that out? A tidal wave of collapse is coming. Count on it. Next headline from CatholicWorldReport.com Pope Francis instructs Vatican entities to move all funds to Vatican Bank by September 30th. Question, what does the Pope know that we aren't being told? Every day, that the coming collapse is delayed will make the now imminent implosion even more furious. The current paradigm of endless printed fiat funds that artificially inflate stock markets and retirement accounts is perilously close to total collapse, along with the collapse of the planet's life support systems, aka food, water, and air for us, which is the absolute bottom line on which all of our futures completely depend and always have. Next, from multiple sources, Pakistani writer gives dire warning to international community following deadly flooding. He says, "You can call these people climate refugees. Your country will soon have them too. For the record, it's already occurring. Those that don't see it have their eyes wide shut." Next from the UK Guardian, "Large parts of Amazon may never recover, major study says." From that report, swaths of rainforest have reached the tipping point. Research by scientists and indigenous organizations conclude. It's past the tipping point. We are past the tipping point on so many fronts. The planet can no longer support the weight of the human race. Those in power know this all too well. They should. They've done everything to help create this paradigm. And knowing that they know, what actions do you think that they would take? And in fact, have already taken Think about it. You decide what actions those are. Next, from numerous sources, wildfire hits Brasilia National Park amid drought. From that report, firefighters raced to contain a massive blaze, devastating a national park in the Brazilian capital, which is suffering from heat waves and drought. Sound familiar? Also this, from numerous science sources, scientists fight to protect Democratic Republic of Congo rainforest as threats increase, ecosystems imploding all over the world. Next, this from the New York Times. Europe is sacrificing its ancient forests for energy. From that report, governments bet billions on burning timber for, quote, green power. The report says burning Wood was never supposed to be the cornerstone of the European Union's green energy strategy. Yes, yet another glaring red flag of human insanity and the propensity to push policies of certain self-annihilation. For the record, anyone that tells you or tries to reassure you that things aren't that bad is either lying or completely clueless, and sadly, so many are in both categories. The human race has become the proverbial snake eating its own tail in the desperate and destructive attempts to keep the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute party going for just a bit longer. Next headline, multiple sources, climate change puts... Availability of vital renewable energy source at risk, research reveals. Again, they're talking about trees. No trees, no people. And no, they're not growing back. Example from Shasta County where I live. In my habitat restoration days, I could plant about 250 plugs, their saplings in this region with about a 95% success rate. That means 95%. I could do that in a day, 250 in a day. 95% success rate, they would make it through the first year. The success rate now, zero. Nothing makes it through the first year, not even close. So how do you replant trees when the trees won't grow? And think about that and calling it renewable energy, cutting down your forests and burning them for electricity, total insanity. But wait, maybe there's a magic cure for all of it. New from the San Francisco Chronicle. The cure to all our ills. Here's their headline. Why this underappreciated rodent is one of California's best chances to fight climate change. What is this miraculous rodent that's going to save us all from self-inflicted climate collapse apocalypse? Beavers. Really? The few beavers that are left... Are going to save us from the now decimated planet? And from climate engineering that's making the decimation worse by the day? And the so-called scientists are now trying to convince us that beavers are going to save us? And what about these proposals from the so-called science community? Brazil-sized balloons in space to block the sun. Or space mirrors to block the sun. Or covering the whole of Greenland with reflective tarps to stop the ice from melting. Or building giant undersea walls to hold up collapsing glaciers. Yes, we absolutely live in a planetary asylum, and it's getting worse by the day. Again, I ask, what should we expect the global controller's response to be regarding the planet's now failing life support systems? Does cooling the herd come to mind? Let's cover some ground that the controllers would rather you never heard about, starting with this from Children'sHealthDefense.org. Leaked video suggests Israeli health officials covered up serious safety problems with Pfizer COVID vaccine. Also from chd.org this covid vaccines linked to excess deaths in germany where's the investigation question mark also from chd.org this judge orders fauci to produce emails are courts finally ready to hold government accountable let's hope so but i'm not holding my breath last week from the gateway pundit this legal challenges begin in india Bombay High Court Issues Notice to Indian Government Bill Gates and Others in Connection to Vaccine Deaths. If you're not familiar with the catastrophic results of Bill Gates' vaccine programs in India or Africa, please take the time to investigate. And yes, it's the same Bill Gates that stated on film and on the record that if vaccine programs are carried out correctly, we could cut the population by 10 to 15%. What do you think he meant? And I'm not asking anyone to believe anything reported on the Global Alert News Hour. What I am asking for is honest investigation. Next, from chd.org. More than 1,000 reports of adverse events after COVID-19 vaccinations in children five and younger, CDC data shows. I haven't seen that story in the nightly news, have we? Next headline. Here's proof our government does not want to compensate for COVID vaccine injury. From that report. The budget for compensation for fiscal year 2022 is $931,936, which ends September 30th. Not even a million has been budgeted for compensation with more than 8,800 petitions for injury filed during the COVID-19 crisis. And that's a tiny fraction of the total incidents recorded on the vaccine adverse event recording system at the CDC or the Endura Vigilance System In Europe, please investigate there into seven figures of vaccine injury and death. Seven figures. Next, what is the cause of increased mortality rates? Also, this is from chd.org. From that report, emerging statistics on excess mortality rates paint an alarming picture. Far more people died in 2021 after the rollout of the COVID-19 shots and in 2022 than during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. Mainstream media is doing their best to divert your attention from the elephant in the room. Mass injection with experimental gene transfer technology. In the U.S., we lost 349,000 younger Americans to something besides COVID-19 and non-natural death between April 3rd and August 13th. And that's not counting the tens of thousands of death records that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has inexplicably deleted. Question, how vast are the lies that have been perpetrated on populations over many decades? How colossal are the lies? Tomorrow is the 21st anniversary of the 9-11 atrocities, but what really happened? How many Americans still blindly wave their flags without having or even wanting to know the truth? about that day. The following several minute audio is a testimony from architect Richard Gage, the former head of Architects and Engineers for Truth, over 3500 top professionals that have joined the fight to expose what really happened on 9/11. How it happened and how desperate our government is to cover it all up. Here's the audio. Listen carefully. This is Dane Wigington with GeoengineeringWatch.org. It's a pleasure and an honor to have a short discussion with key questions and answers with one of the most courageous individuals that I know. This is Richard Gage, head of the 9 former head of the 9-11 Architects and Engineers for Truth. Can you start by explaining how and why you started 9-11 Architects and Engineers for Truth and how many credential experts have signed up to 9-11 A&E in a team effort to expose the impossibilities of the official 9-11 narrative of how the buildings collapsed.
0: In 2006, I heard a, a radio interview talking about uh, all kinds of evidence about uh, an alternative manner in which these towers collapsed. And I was just shocked because I had never heard any anything about this. I, I heard that there was a third tower that came down on that day. The uh, World Trade Center Building 7, a 47-story skyscraper, I'm going, what? What are you talking about? I'm an architect. I would have heard about this if it, if it happened. Turns out none of the architects, uh, 90,000 of them, in the American Institute of Architects received not even one bulletin on the third worst structural failure in modern history. It is absolutely shocking. This has been censored. Most Americans don't even know about this building. It's only been right. shown on media once. And yes, it should have been the most studied Uh, structural failure ever so yeah there's 3500 uh now architects and engineers so i'm traveling around the country uh continuing to lead the charge on the investigation getting a real investigation into the destruction of all three towers And uh, I've, gosh, been to uh, 24 countries, 100 American cities, speaking of groups up to 4,000. So uh, we're on the march here. We're we're winning, but it is a slow uphill climb. This is a story that does not want to be, they do not want us to be heard. um, So the mainstream media is not picking it up. And the American people are somewhat reluctant to go back 20 years ago and dig up this painful event and realize that they had been duped. We've got videos on my website, by the way, richardgage911.org to, uh, to show all of this. Uh, one of them is with the actor Ed Asner narrating an incredible uh, array of experts. It's only 15 minutes long. You can watch it very quickly. This building was 47 stories tall. And yet uh, in the afternoon, after the towers had gone down, about 520, these witnesses hear explosions And then the building drops like a rock straight down uniformly, symmetrically into its own footprint in under seven seconds. This is a free fall acceleration as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky. That can only happen with a building if all the columns are removed, the interior followed by the exterior about a half a second or or so. So this is all proved by the University of Alaska, one of the top forensic structural engineers in the country, in fact, of Professor Leroy Halsey, engaged in a four-year, $300,000 finite element analysis, which proved NIST wrong. NIST is the National Institute of Standards and Technology, who was tasked by Congress to explain these collapses to the American people. And they came back and they said, oh, this came down by normal office fires. Well, we've never lost a high-rise Due to office fire. They're fireproofed buildings. They're sprinklered. Uh, They do not uh, uh, collapse due to fire. So that's uh, pretty amazing evidence against which to make a claim, as NIST has, that this building came down due to normal office fires. So we're not buying it. In fact, the evidence at the site um supports uh the starting with the testimony of the witnesses of explosions but not just stopping there the uh extreme heat in the form of rapidly expanding cauliflower shaped clouds uh, which are a result of uh, some extreme form of heat much more heat than the few small scattered fires that were in this building So uh, we find examples of that extreme heat uh, from the first responders who find pools of molten iron. They say, flowing down the channel rails like, like lava from a volcano. This is molten metal. This is molten iron or steel, which takes 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit to even begin to melt steel or iron. And that's what is the byproduct of thermite, molten iron. Thermite is an incendiary by the military to cut through steel like a hot knife through butter. It's shameful that the, the, the media uh, has not picked it up, that the academic and professional communities have not picked up and run with the uh, story, especially since we've gathered 3,500 architects and engineers signed on to the petition uh, demanding a new investigation, staking their reputations on that public stance. Uh, it is absolutely shameful that our congressmen also have not been willing to step forward. Uh, this is a hot potato of all hot potatoes, uh, uh, as, as is geoengineering and uh, now uh, uh, the COVID pandemic uh and the false uh, solution to this false problem experimental genetic therapy that's mandated uh we've gotta wake up. We're going straight into a totalitarian nightmare. If they gave us one nine eleven, uh they're they're probably gonna give us uh yet another one.
1: Again that was nine eleven architects and engineers founder, architect Richard Gage. He stated another should be expected, or far worse. For the record, geoengineeringwatch.org has warned for a decade and a half that his biosphere collapse became impossible to hide. The controllers would be more desperate and dangerous than ever before. We warned of three primary scenarios, false flag events, pathogen release, and global conflict. If you think things are bad now, hang on. The party is just getting started. You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the global alert news hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial free, nonpolitical and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S., This is Dane Wigington, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel, posts of this report, and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications of our new videos. Likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing global climate engineering operations titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, help us to more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. Moving on, more bad news, so much more. How fast is the great die-off occurring? Here's a few snapshot headlines from the last month alone. Seabirds dead around the Sicily Isles in England. Next, thousands of dead fish washing up in Lake Wichita, Texas. Next, thousands of dead fish washing up due to unprecedented red tide in San Francisco Bay, America. Next, 727,000 cattle dead due to flooding in Pakistan. Next, thousands of fish die in Lake Somerset, England. Next, wild vultures dead from avian flu in Georgia, America. Next, tens of thousands of dead fish wash up on a beach in West Sussex, England. Next, a hundred tons of fish dead in Polish River. Next, tens of thousands of fish dead due to wildfires in California, contaminated waterways. Next, thousands of dead fish wash up in a lake in New South Wales, Australia. Next, thousands of dead fish wash up on a beach in Yucatan, Mexico. Next, mass die off of seagulls in North Wales is, quote, a mystery. Next, Dead dolphins found on the coast of northern Bulgaria. Next, 3,000 dead seabirds found in the Farnay Islands in England. Next, 1.5 million livestock dead due to drought across Ethiopia. Next, thousands of dead seabirds found washed up in Newfoundland, Canada. Next, never-before-seen fish die-off in Cadiz, Spain. And this, 3,000-plus dead dolphins in Black Sea, Ukraine, Russia. That's a small snapshot from the last month alone, and there are many, many more headlines. The dieF is occurring all over the globe on every front. How can anyone possibly think this can keep going? I don't care if McDonald's is still selling Big Macs and Wally World is open. That won't change a thing. That's designed to pacify populations until the brutal bitter end and all the orchestrated, scripted political theater that has absolutely... No bearing on the wider horizon. Nothing. Total mass distraction. And so many asleep at the wheel following it. Here's a headline on the die of smaller organisms that are still crucial to our survival. No bugs, no people. From theweathernetwork.com, fewer dead bugs on your windshield is actually a bad sign for insects. No kidding. They say, have you noticed that you don't have to squeegee your car windows as often anymore. Entomologists certainly have, the report says, and they are concerned. It points to a serious worldwide decline in insect populations and diversity. Consider this. Consider it took a team of so-called scientists to come to this conclusion 10 years after geoengineeringwatch.org publicly disclosed the insect population collapse based on our work with former U.S. Forest Service scientists. The only reason official sources are talking about it now is because the insect crash is so severe it can no longer be denied. Next headline from last week. As the climate changes, global air quality is set to take a hit. The report states, an anticipated rise in the frequency, intensity, and duration of heat waves and associated increase in wildfires this century is likely to worsen air quality, harming human health and ecosystems. The interaction between pollution and climate change, producing widespread increases in particulate small matter, that's PM2.5, a particle size which is certainly harmful to human health. The report states that... These particles will impose an additional, quote, climate penalty for hundreds of millions of people, according to a new report from the World Meteorological Organization, the WMO. What climate penalty? An endless list of breathing and overall dire health ailments. What biggest of all source of toxic atmospheric particles is being systematically hidden by blaming the consequences on everything but this scenario? Global Climate Engineering Atmospheric Spraying Operations. Further, climate engineering elements are nanoparticles, far smaller and far more harmful. And the elements themselves make the problem far worse still. Aluminum, barium, strontium, surfactants, polymers, the list goes on and on. And this is part of the equation that isn't being acknowledged from any official source for obvious reasons. Next, UN states, quote, heat waves and wildfires to worsen air pollution as well. Certainly we would expect that, but what is occurring on top of the wildfire smoke canopies? Jet aircraft, aerosol spraying. How do I know? We have time-lapse film footage and satellite imagery to prove it. The Paradise Fire is one example. You can see the time-lapse imagery of the jet spraying going on over the Paradise smoke canopy on the geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, available on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. What's happening to those that try to sound the alarm on the climate engineering insanity or anything else of grave importance that disputes official denial narratives? This is what's unfolding. A police state of total censorship. This next headline is a chilling example from last week. More than 50 officials in President Joe Biden's administration across a dozen agencies have been involved with efforts to pressure big tech companies to crack down on alleged, quote, misinformation, according to documents recently released. I'll try to get more details on this report later in the broadcast, but here's the bottom line. We're not allowed to dispute official narratives anymore. While so many are blindly waving their flags, ranting about the land of the free and the home of the brave, we're living in an increasingly totalitarian state, fascism, and no, it's not a political issue. Both parties and all who represent them are two sides of the same controller coin. Back to the bottom line of the collapsing biosphere and the climate engineering factor in the equation. Next headline from last week, extreme flash droughts will continue into the future. Below is a case in point. Iran's Lake Ermia risks fully drying up. We're talking about Lake Mead and Lake Powell here. How big is this lake? Let's look at the math on this. The lake once covered 5,000 square kilometers. Lake Mead, for example, when full, is only 640 square kilometers. The report then states Iran suffers from chronic dry spells that are expected to worsen with climate change, climate change alone, or climate engineering operations. With that in mind, let's add this to the equation. Has Iran's reign been targeted, not just now, but in the past? If you want to know more specific details and documentation on that, search geoengineeringwatch.org. Iran accuses U.S. of using weather weapons. Since the anniversary of 9-11 is tomorrow, let's connect these issues. One week after the 9-11 events, former NATO Supreme Commander General Wesley Clark Was given a list of Middle Eastern countries that were to be targeted because of the 9 11 events. Every one of those countries subsequently underwent a once in 1,000 year drought. Just a coincidence or something else? You decide. And about so called flash drought, that term has come into use in direct lockstep with the ramping up of climate intervention operations. Connect the dots. Are U.S. citizens now a target of engineered drought? Search geoengineeringwatch.org, engineered drought, catastrophe target California. See what we said almost a decade ago, which has unfolded exactly as we said it would. On that note, new from the L.A. Times, facing, quote, Deadpool status, California faces... Painful water cuts from the Colorado River. That's an unfolding story. They tried to mask it a bit by pumping some monsoonal moisture into that region and actually raising the lake level a few feet in the middle of summer to try to take some of the attention off that situation, but it's still developing. Next headline from last week. Pakistan flood misery grows for millions. Unprecedented drought and deluge scenarios, aka hallmark of climate engineering. On that note, this report, also from last week, impacts of floods and droughts increasing worldwide. While the western U.S. continues to be dried and fried, catastrophic flooding continues in parts of the south, Georgia being the latest example of a a once-in-a-thousand-year flood, eight in as many weeks, as a matter of fact, while the once-in-1200-year drought continues to worsen in the west. Both scenarios are crushing crops, empty food shelves in the markets. Are coming. Count on it. Moving on, we're at the peak of hurricane season and it's a non event so far. Question How could so called forecasters, aka script readers for the climate engineers, get it so wrong? Because the weather schedulers, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, have altered the script. Question Are the weather makers making sure that nothing spins in the record warm Gulf of Mexico to ensure that the oil keeps pumping? You decide. And for those that think that's a good thing, when the climate can't respond, when it can't try to reach an equilibrium from what's happening to it, when it's virtually in a straitjacket, a climate engineering straitjacket manipulating its natural systems, no, that's not a good thing. I'm sorry for those that only care about pumping oil to keep the Winnebago fueled up. There are bigger problems. And the more we interfere with the planet's life support systems, the more lethal those problems are going to become. While pondering all that, here's a side note to consider. How many have heard the climate engineering cover-up actors at the Weather Channel bragging that they represent the most trusted weather news network? Who owns the Weather Channel? The same global controller entities that control the rest of the mainstream media propaganda pushers. Mass deception, distraction, and social division is their appointed task. Elsewhere in the world... This headline, Power Outages and Damages, Typhoon Hits South Korea and Southwest Japan, Typhoon, Hurricane, the same. Next headline from last week, Overall Warming of Up to 5 Degrees Centigrade This Century Projected for the Eastern Mediterranean and Middle East. The report states, Unprecedented and societally disruptive extreme weather events, including heat waves, droughts, dust storms, and torrential rains, will soon become a reality unless immediate, ambitious And Transboundary climate action is taken. Think climate engineering when you state that's already been going on for 75 plus years. This is a warning from the latest scientific assessment of the state of the climate. For the record, on the current course, we will likely pass a global 5 degree sea rise by 2025. Game over. Everything they describe in reports like this are already happening all over the globe. The problems aren't off over the horizon. They're kicking in the front door right now. Next headline from last week G7 corporate climate plans spell 2.7 C heating. Again, more deception. Actual high temperatures are being radically underreported. Frontline uncensored climate data indicates we are likely past 3.5 degrees C of warming right now. The impacts are already unfolding. The jet stream pattern in the U.S., not just last week, but so often, it is horrifically unnatural. Massive high-pressure heat dome in the West pushes the jet stream up and over and around in a clockwise rotation, and then they pick up that moisture flow through Alaska in this case, back down to parts of the U.S. further east, creating deluge in other regions, but the heat created under this heat dome is absolutely shocking. Last week... I believe Wednesday of last week, at my location, in the forest, formerly Thriving Forest, now dying by the day on the east side of Lake Shasta, the temperature at 11 p.m. at night, almost midnight, was 95 degrees. If that doesn't scare you, it should. Next headline from last week, unprecedented heat sends California power grid to the brink. Just the beginning on that front. Report states Emergency power generators were used for the first time ever as a heat wave incited a record-setting energy demand in California with the temperatures in one of the state's most populated cities reaching 116 degrees Fahrenheit. This is in almost mid-September. Next headline from last week. Northern California wildfire wipes out neighborhood with frightening speed. The mill fire in Siskiyou County destroys the historically black neighborhood of Lincoln Heights in weed, officials said. Drought has consumed 40% of the country for the past 101 weeks, but precisely where that 40% is has shifted over time, meaning different swaths of the country's agricultural land have been affected at different times, spreading pain and difficult choices geographically and by crop. This year's hard red winter wheat crop was the smallest since 1963. In Texas, Cotton farmers have walked away from nearly 70% of their crop because the harvest is so paltry. This is according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The California rice harvest is half what it would be in a normal year. Think about all that. And that's the tip of the iceberg. And those figures are likely optimistic. Next headline from last week. California forest fires update. California wildfires rage as record heat lingers. Threat of flooding as storm approaches. Drought incinerations flooding again and again and again all over the world from that report power grid pushed to the limit again tropical storm is expected to bring high winds heavy rain and flooding to southern california over the weekend let's add this parallel headline hurricane spins closest to southern cal in 25 years flooding and winds expected closest hurricane spin impact to Southern California in 25 years. But no spinning storms in the record warm Gulf of Mexico, is there, where all the oil drilling rigs are? Just a coincidence, I'm sure, right? Anyway, about Southern California, that makes perfect sense. A 1,200-year drought, once in 1,200 years, unprecedented incinerations followed by hurricane-produced floods, just like what happened to Australia on an unimaginable scale. And let's not forget the coming, quote, mega-flood, that is predicted to soon hit California, or should I say, is scheduled. And across the Atlantic, this headline from last week, London Mayor Suggests Brits Will Starve and Freeze This Winter Unless They Take Preparedness Measures. The report further states mass starvation is coming to the United Kingdom along with people freezing inside their unheated homes. Unless the government comes up with a solution, covered that in the beginning of this broadcast, it seems they've found their solution in parts of Europe. Just cut down your forests. Burn that for electricity until nothing is left. What happens then? So it seems the Brits are scheduled for a cold winter. Search the engineering winter section at GeoengineeringWatch.org to learn about that aspect of climate engineering. And all this while the planet descends into total meltdown and the Earth's ice deposits are imploding. On that note, this headline from last week, For the first time on record, Greenland saw extensive melting in September. From that report, Greenland just experienced its largest September melt event ever, the kind typically seen only in the middle of summer. Parts of western Greenland rose as high as 20 degrees Celsius above normal for this time of year. Reports stated it's truly amazing to see a heat wave like this cover Greenland in September. And by the way, the graph of the September melt in Greenland is beyond shocking. You have to see it to believe it. Nothing like this has happened before. Next headline, same theme. Southern Ocean takes on the heat of climate change. The report states in the past 50 years, the oceans have absorbed more than 90% of the excess heat, with one ocean absorbing the vast majority. This report has relevance to the imploding doomsday glacier in Antarctica. I'll get to more details on that in a moment. Meantime, this. China records its hottest August ever following intense heat wave. China has logged its hottest August since records began. State media reported Tuesday of last week following an unusually intense summer heat wave that parched rivers, scorched crops, and triggered isolated blackouts. Now let's add this headline. Heat-weary parts of China now on flood alert amid torrential rain. Same scenario over and over and over if you think this is nature behaving poorly think again much more to the equation We are accelerating into a runaway climate collapse scenario Countless causes of human activity are fueling the fire with climate engineering operations at the top of the list for the record for those that live in the wetter cool-down zones, I would recommend avoiding exposure to the rain when possible. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast from CNN, Doomsday Glacier, which could raise sea level by several feet, is holding on by, quote, its fingernails, scientists say. Antarctica's so-called Doomsday Glacier, nicknamed because of its high risk of collapse and the threat to global sea level, has the potential to rapidly retreat this is an ongoing story by the way in the coming years scientists say amplifying concerns over the extreme sea level rise that would accompany its potential demise the thwaites glacier located in west antarctica is one of the widest on earth and is larger than the state of florida but it's just a fraction of the west antarctic ice sheet which holds enough ice to raise sea level by up to 16 feet so many are still clinging to the delusion that someday soon everything is going to go back to normal it's not going to happen what was is gone It's not coming back. We can accept it well or poorly, but accept it we must. In the case of the so-called doomsday glacier, it's not a question of if, but when, and that when will likely be far sooner than even this seemingly worst case warning. Everything is worse than anything we're being told. Keep that in mind. If you have beachfront property, as I've stated in previous broadcasts, time to rethink that investment. And for those that think climate engineering is going to save the day, Ask yourself how that's going after 75 years of these programs that no government will admit to because the liability they have already created for themselves is completely incalculable. If the populations around the globe find out what's been done without their knowledge or their consent, what will they do? What would we expect them to do? For our new radio listeners, you're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 370, September 10th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, Las Vegas, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, and now In North Carolina, geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the Dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video or YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. And about reaching those that still aren't looking up, geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high-quality printed materials and just-added climate engineering conversation starters, our new geoengineeringwatch.org shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. That's how you plant a seed of awareness. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as-of-yet uninformed to look up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. And this footnote, if you want to share a picture with a geoengineeringwatch.org t-shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, busy street downtown, etc., please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is coming for our materials page where it will encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. The Geoengineering Watch walking billboard shirt, front and back, can fire up that conversation very quickly. Back to the headline mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast. World on brink of five disastrous climate tipping points, study finds. Again, that's from the UK Guardian. Giant ice sheets, ocean currents, permafrost regions may already have passed the point of irreversible change. Not may. May they have and for those that think this has something to do with Greenpeace the Sierra Club and the rest of the hypocritical environmental organizations it doesn't i have no love for any of them none of them will address the climate engineering issue because they don't want to lose their 501c3 nonprofits and there can be no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing climate engineering so no i have no love for any of these groups or the spiritual institutions that don't want to address this decimation to creation. So much hypocrisy in the world. So many looking after their own interests while the ship goes down, i.e. planet Earth. But the bottom line is these events are happening. They hold life on Earth in the balance. Though there are countless forms of human activity underlying this equation, with climate engineering being at the top of the list, no one can rationally argue we've been horrible stewards of the planet. But climate engineering must be addressed. Again, it is the single largest factor that is derailing the planet's attempt to respond to the damage already done. So when reports like this talk about five tipping points, we are likely past 50 tipping points, feedback loops that are now triggered. No shutting them off. We are hurling toward Venus syndrome on planet earth. And those that don't believe it, you will soon wait and see this report States that we are on a course to cross multiple dangerous tipping points. Again, already crossed And this report States that this will be disastrous for people across the world to maintain livable conditions on earth and enable stable societies. That's over Done. Societal collapse is a given at this point. The question now is, will anyone survive what's coming? And I mean in the near term. This isn't out on the horizon somewhere at the end of the century. We will be lucky to make mid-decade with still functioning anything or far worse. I want to paint a clearer picture on some of the cornerstone factors in this equation. I've already covered the collapsing glaciers in Antarctica. And, of course, glaciers are land-based ice that are sliding off the land into the ocean. As the weight of that ice is lifted, on Greenland as well, the landmass itself begins to rise up out of the ocean. It's called glacial rebound. It's already beginning to happen. That further displaces seawater, which further raises sea levels. We also have thermal expansion in the oceans. As the waters warm, they expand And we have ocean temperatures in parts of the Arctic that are now 25 degrees above normal. That is absolutely inconceivable. A cubic meter of seawater can contain 4,000 times the thermal energy of a cubic meter of air. The oceans have been absorbing the heat engine of industrialized, militarized society for so many decades. And the disruption of the climate system from climate intervention operations, hurricane intervention We'll see how that goes for the rest of the season. The disruption of precipitation patterns, which is contributing to forest incinerations around the globe. Please search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Search wildfire serve geoengineering agenda. Search the engineering drought section. We have documented all this at geoengineeringwatch.org for so very long, but so many are choosing to look the other way. That won't save us. I can't drive that point home strongly enough. In regard to the feedback mechanisms, will Arctic sea ice raise sea levels when it melts? No. Sea-based ice is already displacing water like ice cubes in a glass of water. The glass of water doesn't overflow when the ice cubes melt. But the heating starts to go exponential. The ice pack in the Arctic has been a part of the Earth's air conditioner. It reflects 90% of the sun's incoming thermal energy, which is now more intense than ever thanks to our disintegrating ozone layer, of which climate engineering is the core causal factor. As we lose that ice and the ocean begins to absorb 90% of the sun's incoming thermal energy instead of the ice reflecting 90%, now that warming seawater begins to warm the seabed where massive methane deposits exist. They are already thawing and blowing out of the sea floor. It's blowing out of the tundra as well, as I've stated on previous broadcasts. Encourage people to please search. Siberian methane craters. Look at those images. It will shock you to the marrow. And what's happening on the seafloor is exponentially larger. These massive formerly frozen methane deposits are migrating through the water column when they're releasing from the seafloor. They hit the sea surface. They migrate then into the atmosphere because methane is lighter than air. It's covering the planet like a layer of glass. Methane over a 10-year time horizon is 120 times more potent than CO2 as a greenhouse gas. This has been happening for many decades. The Bermuda Triangle scenario, the ship sinkings, that's mass methane release, methane deposits from the seafloor as they're migrating through the water column. It aerates that water column. Ships on the surface have no buoyancy. They go to the bottom intact. This is accepted science consensus, but the consequences of this methane entering the atmosphere has not been calculated in to any climate model situation. And that's no accident. Again, those in power are doing everything they can to mask the totality of what's unfolding from populations until the brutal bitter end to avoid panic. And they are taking many other steps as well. We are at this point perilously close to what's known as a BOE, a blue ocean event in the Arctic. And that means that a functional loss of summer sea ice in the Arctic. What official agencies are doing to cover this up, they are simply lying. They're lying about temperatures. They're lying about the severity of UV radiation bombarding the surface of the planet. They're Of course, lying about the ongoing, unbelievably shockingly visible climate intervention operations in our skies. In regard to a blue ocean event, what official agencies are considering Arctic ice pack is any area of Arctic Ocean that is 15% slush or more. That's still 85% ocean. That's not ice pack. That's why polar bears are starving to death around the globe. The UV radiation hitting the sea surface, killing plankton. Plankton populations are plummeting. It's massive chain reaction in every direction, far beyond what certainly those in power, I believe, imagined would happen. In their arrogance, in their hubris, And their delusion that they could play God with the planet's life support systems for a much more extended period without dealing with incalculable consequences, catastrophic consequences. And that time is now. In regard to the very near blue ocean event, we have to rely on official sources, satellite imagery, to try to calculate how close that event is. The multi-year ice is gone. All that's left is very thin surface slush. Again, it's important to understand the difference in that calculation. The ice extent is the surface area of slush, which is being lied about by all official sources. It is much more compromised and smaller than we are being told. And then there's the ice mass, the volume, which is all that matters. And the volume is at absolute record lows in the Arctic. Climate intervention operations in the attempt to mask what's unfolding in the Arctic from populations is only making the situation far worse, not better. We can see from satellite imagery, sea surface ice nucleation operations, which looks like a chemical spill on the sea surface. These operations are, in effect, capping heat in the ocean, preventing the ocean from releasing that heat into the atmosphere. Part of the Earth's life support functions. Everything they do is wrong. Everything they do is counterproductive and leading to our near-term common demise and for those who commonly understandably ask who are the they behind all these operations and so much of the rest of the insanity that's happening in the world it's those who control the printing of money those who control the central bankers they fund militaries they control militaries thus they control countries that's the they i am referring to before I run out of time on this broadcast, a final dose of insanity from the so-called science community. From gizmodo.com, making batteries out of crab shells may be a great idea. That's the headline. This report states, watch out, Mr. Crabs. Crustacean shells could provide a crucially biodegradable material for batteries. The report states the world could create more sustainable batteries with an unusual source, crustaceans. In a paper published this week in the journal Matter. This is a science journal. Researchers say they have made a biodegradable battery with a substance found in crab and lobster shells. They say we're going to need a huge amount of batteries to move off fossil fuels. Intercrustaceans, crabs and lobsters have a material in their exoskeletons called chitin, which can be used in battery production. The science community has, in so many cases, become nothing more than a source of mass distraction and idiocy for the controllers. Crabs and lobsters are almost gone, and we're going to catch what's left for batteries? And are we going to charge those batteries with electricity generated from the old growth forest that we just cut down to generate that electricity? We truly live in an asylum. In last week's broadcast, I covered the so-called science community's proposal of turning wind turbine blades into gummy bears. The same so-called scientists also tell us that we're not actually seeing the climate engineering jets spraying in our skies. Truly, we now occupy a planetary asylum. The complete contempt with which the human race has treated our formerly thriving planet is far beyond heartbreaking. Consider the following quote, a dose of inarguable wisdom from the Native American Quatsinus from the Nookzok Nation. He stated this so long ago, we must protect the forests for our children, grandchildren, and children yet to be born. We must protect the forests for those who can't speak for themselves, such as the birds, animals, fish, and trees. Global climate disruption operations are the single most destructive activity ever launched By the human race. This intentional interference with the planet's life support systems is the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face, short of nuclear annihilation. If we remain on the current course, our days are numbered. If we are to have any chance of bonus time, a total course correction by our species is mandatory. This doesn't mean a magical switch to so-called renewable energy sources, which aren't renewable at all. It means in every possible way, the frenzy of decimation to our once thriving planet must be halted. Then and only then, some may have a chance to make it through what's not just coming but already unfolding. Trying to make a difference as best as we can from our individual circumstances is not just an option. It's our absolute obligation. It is a mistake to underestimate the difference each of us can make in this battle if we simply try. Exposing and halting the climate engineering operations is the first and most important leap we can make in the right direction. The only way that this can be achieved is by reaching a critical mass of awareness and that effort will take all of us. Please, please, check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. We are rapidly running out of time. Please make your voice heard, make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.